Ooh, is that good? I love TV. I love TV, and I love uh, especially TV, uh, modern TV, how it can take, you know, how it's basically a 10-hour movie. How, you know, I, I love movies, and two-hour movies are awesome. Three-hour movies are awesome. Hour-and-a-half movies are awesome. A disadvantage of movies is that um, it, it's got to be cleaned up or it's got to be wrapped up right away, provided there's no sequels, but then you have to wait. With episodic TV, it's just, you don't have to wait, especially if they're released all at once. So I watched Picard um, when all the episodes were out, so I didn't have to wait. So I just watched it, you know, one after the other, like over the span of maybe a week. Um, I have time. <laughs> uh it, more time, I guess, than I would want, so I'm trying to spend it wisely by watching a lot of great TV uh, and then, you know, doing whatever work I need to get done. So what makes Picard so great, um, not only the character, I'm talking about the character and the show, is that the show has taken the best of Star Trek whether it's the technology, whether it's the philosophizing, whether it's the moral dilemmas, and they've enhanced them so much under the context of modern TV where there's not necessarily good guys, valiant good guys, and the mustache-twirling bad guys. It's um, learning how to deal with nuance, learning how how to deal with the gray. And I'm a big Next Generation fan. And I thought Next Generation handled the gray really well. And like I said, Picard is just amplifying that. And how it also amplifies. And Next Generation did it too, his amplifying his PTSD. I don't think they did it enough. They had like maybe four or five episodes at most um, after his uh, Borg assimilation and saying how he dealt with it. But then they kind of put it by the wayside. Picard basically did it a whole season, you know, for the most part. It didn't concentrate specifically on the PTSD. That wasn't a major plot point, but it was there. And it, it concentrated on the amazing life of such an, an amazing man. And it also concentrated on on his flaws. So his flaws being how he's the guy to fix things. And even though he's fixed things before, it sometimes doesn't work out for whatever reason. Things beyond his control, as brilliant as he is, you know, he's wrong and he's infallible. And that's what makes you know compelling TV and that's what makes compelling people. I mean, I rarely say the, the term no one or everything, or I rarely, at least I've been learning not to use the, the all or nothing thinking, but you know, no one is infallible. You know, and that's what makes humans, you know, humans. And and that's what the show, especially this season, um, has tried to convey. And it's even conveyed that even non-humans can be infallible. And that's what's great about the non... By non-humans, I mean what they call synths in the show. Because, you know, as humans, we hold... We could hold the synths up to an ideal about things we... Aspects of our lives that that we want to happen, whether it's unlimited uh, thinking capabilities, superpower, strengths, immortality, the the ability to calculate these amazing problems and equations and scientific problems instantaneously. Um, but then the show also talks about the downsides of being um, synths as well, whether it's kind of like a naivete or an inexperience or holding on to that exact um, 
uh, calculation of things without the the human nuance that's in there. So I thought Picard, the show, did that really well. Now, Picard, the character, and just with Patrick Stewart's performance, now I remember like the first season of Next Generation I did not like. I thought it was really cheesy looking. I thought the acting was kind of wooden. They were starting to you know develop a groove and by season two they got it i think it was riker's beard as soon as jonathan frake screwed the beard uh, the show became great um so so it, it was working that out and i think picard started with such a history of just the universe and the characters and, and this world and and even if you're not a star trek fan i think someone can still appreciate just the emotional weight that the show um, can bring along with the performances of Patrick Stewart and and the rest of the cast. Now, if someone is a Star Trek fan, seeing all the old characters come back, but not come back in a way of fan service, not come back in the way that Rise of Skywalker did, you know, oh, let's just bring this person back because, yeah. With Picard, it's let's bring these characters back, but give them a purpose, give them a point of return. Give them a context of returning. Give them a plausible reason and give them some depth. And, you know, I I cried throughout the whole show, especially seeing, you know, the characters that I grew up with and then learning what, oh, my God, with Riker and Troy losing losing a child and, and the reason they lost the child because of the synth ban. And it just – the show talks about how – you know, the unintended consequences. So the Federation wanted to ban since because they didn't want people to get killed. But look at the consequences that happened. So it's it's and, and that and that certainly, um, you know, is a reflection on on life in, in policy decisions, how how they can have um, unintended consequences. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head now, but I'm sure something will come as soon as I stop recording. But they're there. And the show, the show illustrates it well. And how. What, what, what I also liked about it was that you know, Next Generation, if, we're, if we were lucky, a story arc would last two episodes, maybe three, and then would wrap up, and then we'd go to the next adventure, facing the next mission, the next bad guy, you know, uh, the, the next problem. Picard kind of focused on one thing, one main thing, and then, you know, within that one main umbrella, you had different character developments, different character problems, different subplots, but it was always under the umbrella of these are the synths, uh, we're against the Romulans, we're trying to stop the Romulans, you know, uh, to destroy the synths and trying to find out what the synths are doing, you know, all that. So, um, it did it really well, like seeing Seven of Nine, uh, seeing the Borg. Oh, my God, seeing Hugh. I knew Hugh was back, and I was kind of pissed that I found out just by looking at the internet. It's like, oh, my God, Hugh. I didn't think I would watch this show because I didn't want to pay for CBS Access, but now I have the free trial month. I'm like, well, let me watch this. So I knew Hugh was there, but it was still great seeing Hugh. Um, and then finding out about Icheb, you know, finding out, bringing these old characters back, but 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 giving them a purpose, like I said, and giving them a fair purpose, you know, not just, you know, fan service um i really liked um elnor uh his plot line about just how that character grew and how he was attached to picard um from a very young age seeing the different types of cultures which star trek is also very very good at and seeing their point of views um and they didn't they didn't really concentrate uh so much on the prime directive but you know the prime directive being not to interfere um in cultures and even though we we could disagree with a culture not trying to you know not, not having the federation bestow their their viewpoints on it um 
I think the only problem I had was the character of Agnes. Uh, Alison Pill is an awesome actress. Um, I, I know her from, um, I forgot the name of the show, the Jeff, Jeff Daniels show. I forgot. Um, whatever. But I first saw her there, and she was very good in that. Um, so there's nothing wrong with her. I just thought, you know, her arc, when she killed Maddox, the reason they gave for it, I don't think was strong enough to justify murder. So that was one. The second thing was when the other characters found out that she killed Maddox, there really wasn't too many consequences for her action. I mean, she felt terrible and, you know, uh, Dr. Soong said, shame on you. But there was no consequence, really. It, it just just kind of like, all right, well, she made a mistake and she really believed this. Therefore, what? We just let her go. So with Picard season two, I really hope they explore that some more because that was kind of left by the that was left a lot by the way. So that was the only thing that bothered me with this show. Um, you know, the 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 other parts of Agnes's character were, were great. You know, how the, the mind meld and how she struggled. And but it was just the, the 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 I guess the justification of murder and no consequence basically no consequences for it um, so I would like to see that explored in in the coming seasons so um, it, when when Picard quote unquote died at the end you, you knew he was coming back so that wasn't a big deal you know for a second I'm like well, what are they going to do continue the show with Adam so maybe for a minute I was like oh he's not coming back but then I'm like oh of course he's going to come back of course that show was fucking called Picard um, so th- it was justifiable and it made sense how they brought him back so maybe you know, he was a Borg, and now he's this body, so it'll be curious if he has any un- un- unintended consequences from that. Um, so I like how they ended it with, with a whole new crew on the Serena. Um, so I, I, I'm so curious what season—I would imagine there's going to be a season two, so I'm so curious what that's going to be like. Is it going to be episodic missions, or is it going to be one overall thing? I hope it's one overall thing. I kind of like that better, but with major stakes. With Star Trek, the, the stakes, again, with the exception of a few episodes, weren't too high. You knew they were going to get out of it. You know, Every once in a while, they would throw in— a character death or something major happening, but for the most part, um, you, you kind of knew they would get through. Um, for the second season, I hope they bring back again, not in a fan service way, but you know, there's uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher, uh, Wesley Crusher. Uh, I would love to see Will Wheaton back and just to see what those characters are up to. And um, who was the other doctor who replaced? crusher for a while oh i forgot her name but she was cool too she was on for a season i want to see the whole i want to see laforge i want to see the whole damn crew um there uh and just to see what they're up to if you know if they're still alive what they're doing so they kind of they, they kind of threw the spice in of the different characters oh and one other thing i wasn't too fond of and maybe this is a little nitpicky when Picard sent out the stress call towards the end and then there was the deus ex machina you know where the hero comes in and saves the day of the federation and then Riker was there all of a sudden so that was a little fan servicey so I, I will uh, I will um yeah, I, there there was I think some fan service in that uh, how the Federation came at the last minute and how Riker just happened to be there. It was cool to see him, but he just happened to be there. Um, 
So uh, I really like what they did. I hope the show continues for a while. Patrick Stewart's just awesome. I saw Patrick Stewart live when I was in college. And it was him just giving a lecture on, um, you know, his his life and career. And he, you know, he did some Shakespeare monologues. And it was it was really, really good. And I remember, and, and I'll, I'll leave the, the podcast with, with this. Um, I remember that he told, uh, he said, you know, the, the night wouldn't be complete without a tribute to the great Jean-Luc Picard. So we're expecting like a monologue from Picard, you know, and all the, all Patrick Stewart did was he, I think he sat in a chair, he stood up, he fixed his pants and then he sat back down, you know, like the way the, um, uh, the, the way that Picard and I think a lot of the actors, cause the, 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 the uniform was a little tight and it would like scrunch up and you would have to pull it down. So we kind of did that. So, um, Oh, and then yeah. Let me just let me just. And I already said I was going to end it, but I, I will. We'll see if I ended if I ended uh, talking about data. Um, data's died so many times, but it, it looks like this is going to be the last for data. It was a um, it was a good death. Um, oh my God, Worf! Speaking of a good death, uh, Worf. We got to bring Worf back. All the crew. But with data. Um, you know, it's it's that it's that trope of you know what makes human life so great is that it's finite. I I don't believe that I want to live forever. You know, I understand the unintended consequences of, you know, seeing loved ones die, but I just want to stick around and see what happens. You know, I want to see the technology go. You know, I just I want I want to keep going. Um, but Data didn't. You know, and he had his reasons for it, and he felt that he lived quote unquote lived long enough, and he just wanted to complete his human experience because the Data arc from the very very beginning of Next Generation was I want to be human, kind of like Pinocchio, which Riker alluded to in one of the first Next Generation episodes. And Data got his wish, and and the, the, the fact that they did that was kind of a beautiful thing, even though I didn't want to see Data die, but it, it was um it was it was a good way for, for the, the character to end. So um and I guess this is a good way for the podcast to end. So um you can find me on Twitter at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast, and you can uh, email me at MMAM Podcast at gmail.com and uh, like I said in my last podcast, um, if anyone is feeling anxious, sad, angry, lonely about uh, the coronavirus and the quarantine that's going on, you know, drop me a line, you know, and uh, maybe we can try and work something out. I don't know. But even if it's just like, you know, this is what I'm feeling, you know, I can I can at least at the very least validate those feelings because your feelings are your feelings. All right. So. To quote the great Jerry Springer, take care of yourself and each other. (laughs) All right, bye.